You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half hour. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, a Broadway podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie, and today we have a very special guest joining us for an exciting discussion about the upcoming winter 2024 Broadway season. Please welcome American theater personality, journalist, host, and editor-in-chief of Broadway.com, Paul Wontore. Thank you. A personality. I like being a personality. (laughs) I appreciate that. Of course, of course. Yes, Paul, we're so thrilled to have you here. And before we get started, we thought it would be great to give you the floor and first tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you ultimately got involved in theater and Broadway.com. Oh, man, it's been a journey. I'm getting older. So, you know, the older you get, the longer the journey is. But (laughs) Quite basically, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, so I traveled to Broadway often on the Metro North train from New Haven, saw a lot of shows when I was a teenager. Um, I started writing about Broadway in like the high school newspaper, and then I came to New York City to go to Fordham University when I was 18, and the minute I got to New York, it wasn't about which school I went to, it was about being in New York City and being near Broadway. So the second I got to New York, I started uh, interning at a magazine called Theater Week, and that was in 1991. And I've basically been writing professionally about Broadway since then. Um, Mm -hmm. And I started at Broadway.com in the year 2000. I was hired on Valentine's Day 2000. It was my one romance for much of my life. (laughs) Happy to say there are other Valentines now, but uh, or just one. But uh, yeah, that... It it was right when Broadway.com started. Um, A really lovely couple from Florida owned the URL and knew they had to make a website and didn't really know what to put on it. So I was able to build up an editorial from from scratch, basically. And it's now been 24 years of of that, which is is crazy. Wow, that's amazing. I love hearing people's journeys because I feel like everyone has a different story. And so there's no like cookie cutter way of, in, in any department of this industry getting involved, right? So yeah. I think that's such a great story. So thank you. Um, so for the, all, all of you listening today, we brought Paul in because we like to kind of talk, not just me and Jeff, but also have someone else come in from their experience and talk a little bit about the upcoming season. So as many people know, the Tony season goes June to June, kind of like a school year. Uh, and so we had our whole fall and now we have the big season coming up. We have like a million shows coming between now and like April whatever the cutoff date at the end of April is. So 
We'll do another episode about like the late March into June. But today we're talking about a bunch of shows that are opening, whether they're starting previews or they're opening from early January to about mid-March. So when we tried to divide this in half, it was around mid-March was like the come up for air breathing moment because I feel like there's just so much coming, which is very custom for this time time of year. I get that. So just so you all know, we're going to talk about the following shows in no particular order, but the order I have here is Prayer for the French Republic, Days of Wine and Roses, Doubts, The Notebook, Water for Elephants, An Enemy of the People, My Son's a Queer, The Who's Who's Tommy, and The Outsiders. So those are all the most wildly different (laughs) plots and types of stories to tell, um, which is awesome. That's why we love Rowan. So... We're gonna just gonna kick it off, Paul. We're gonna start with what out of all those shows are you the most excited to see or interview people for or just talk about in general? Well, first of all, I just want to say it's a really exciting season. And what yeah. I keep telling everybody, especially look, we all love a good race for best musical. That's that that's always that's always the hot moment of the Tony of Tony Knight. And mm. this year, I find it fascinating because I'm looking at all of it. All of these shows, there's no clear front runner. I feel like most years you kind of go in and you're like, well, that's sort of the big show and all the rest. We'll see what, what everyone's get the slots. And I feel like this year is anyone's game. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting as a journalist. Um, I've seen a bunch of these shows already. I, I try to see shows out of town before they get to Broadway. I haven't seen all of them. Um, but my, my gut thing I want to say is The Notebook because I have not seen The Notebook. I saw a very early version of it when they did it at Vassar College, like the Mm. first version of it. Mm. But I have not seen it actually up on its feet. And I feel like it really has, it. to me, I just feel like it has a real shot of being something uh, really special and something special for audiences too. It's always a blend of what will connect with audiences and what do I think will make me cry. Uh, I love (laughs) to cry. Look, if you make me, if a show makes me cry, uh, I'm Same. in love with it forever, Same. honestly. Same. And I could be, and I am speaking about the original production of Parade. I could be bored yeah. for two and a half hours, but then if you make me cry at the end, I, I tell everyone I loved it. So if yeah. you move me, so I, I kind of, and, and honestly, like, I also saw Water for Elephants. I got teary. I saw The Outsiders. I got teary. Okay. So I feel like there might be a lot of crying this year. Um <laughs> But it's exciting. The musicals are exciting. Don't you guys think? Totally exciting. I feel like we've already had some cool stuff open and play. Yeah. And they're all so different. I what I what I most admire is how the landscape of score is changing so much. I yeah. mean, obviously we know through Broadway history that it's always been rooted in like jazz, right? Or like yeah. upbeat, like campy, or then it kind of but between rock, folk, jazz, old school. I mean, like Adam's score for Days of Wine and Roses, how different is that from like The Outsiders, which would be different from the revival, the Who's Tommy, like all so different. And so you're going to get a completely different like ear experience at all these shows too, I think, which is cool. Well, there is, everyone's, there's a, there's a rock pop lean happening and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of musicians being brought into the Broadway fold who don't write classic Broadway scores. So I think that that's exciting. And I love to to see scores um, like with the, those. Show, there's a lot of them, and it's a lot of like musicians, literally musicians, and they they come to Broadway and they learn how to write a score. What makes me a little sad is that I see something like Harmony, and what I keep hearing everyone say about Harmony is, ah, oh, the the score is no good. The score, 
And I think Harmony has such a classic Broadway score. I understand people either loving or not liking Harmony. I get it. But I think it's like, I don't want to lose sight of that as well. You know what I mean? I, it, it's, it's a fine line between something that's ready for the radio and something that's a classic Broadway score. So it's, it's interesting. That's a good way to put that about Harmony. Because I think we liked a lot of the music in Harmony. Yeah, I heard you. Well. I heard you guys talking about Harmony. I mean, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I remember actually, that might have actually sort of sparked me a little bit when I heard your conversation about it. Because I just think that it's a, it's a, it's an art. I have a whole wall of like cast albums because I love Broadway cast albums. And, um, you know, the, the work that's happening with Jamestown revival and the outsiders, um, even Ingrid Michaelson in a notebook and, and the pig pen guys for water for elephants, very different scores. And a lot of critics go into those shows and they don't know what to make of them. They don't know what to make of. I feel like there's a lot of people just sort of not really sure what a Broadway score is right now. And that might be great. It's and true. and I also, that, yeah, Jeff, that is true because like with the Notebook, which is on my list of like probably what I'm most anticipated and like excited to see, because all of the Chicago people we talked to were like, "You need to see it. It's so yeah. good." And I'm like, "Okay, great. Well, I'm so happy it's coming." But you know, we know it's Ingrid Michaelson, so like, what is it going to sound like? And I see a lot of people with their feedback, and they're saying like. Oh, well, the one song that we're hearing, I can't even put it into how it's going to make sense in the show. And I'm like, but if you really listen to it, it does have great potential in telling the story if you know the notebook. So it's like, you know. do you know, one of my pet peeves right now is that they always release these videos of these songs early on. Right. They always like, mm -hmm. here's Ingrid Michaelson singing something. Here's a song from Water for Elephants. I have no interest in listening to a song out of context. I literally, it means nothing to me. And I watched these videos and I'm like, okay, that was pretty, whatever. Does it work in the show or not? Like, I don't care. Like, just let me see the show. It's like a weird thing, but they all, all the shows release these videos. Thank and you. It, I, tell, I literally tell this to Richie all the time. I'm like, please don't play me anything. It's going to ruin it for me. And, I, and yeah. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, I've listened to Ingrid's, the one song from Notebook that's come out. I've listened to it about 87 times. <laughs> that's the I'm like the opposite. It's so different, but but I but I totally get it. Like pulling, it's not fair to pull these songs out of context, and then and then people comment and media share and say, "Oh, this doesn't look good," or "Oh, this looks great," but you're basing it off of something this big in for three minutes. I mean, there's a whole artistic lens that we need to look at this from when you're sitting live in a theater. And so, yeah, I think it's interesting, and 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 the scores kind of also lead me a little bit to casting in general too. And I always feel like we have stunt casting. We have no names that become stars. There's always a little bit of everything. What are some people that you're most excited to see hit the stage in some of these shows in the next few months? We'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Well, I mean, you're talking about the, the winter shows. I mean, first of yeah. all, the, Water for Elephants is also interesting because they actually replaced a bunch of the leads from the Atlanta run, which is um. very... Which is very unusual nowadays. Um, and I saw it in Atlanta, and the cast was was great down there. But now they have Grant Justin, who I'm really curious about, uh, making his sort of big... I don't think he was on Broadway. I think he was in the tour of West Side Story. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's the Flash, so that that's and, right. and, and everything we put up about him on Broadway.com is, like, blowing up. So there's a lot of interest in him. So it'll be... It'll be really interesting to see if he ends up being sort of a, a crossover person to bring yep. people into Broadway. I think a lot of the producing decisions with Water for Elephants are really smart with the graphics and the way that they're promoting that show. Um, cool. So I'm really curious about him. Um, uh, Marianne Plunkett is in The Notebook. Yes, at, yes. You know? I was just saying this to Jeff. Like, yes, <laughs> I can't wait for her. Yeah, I mean, I saw her in like Me and My Girl when I was a teenager. Uh, I, I and and uh, and and the gentleman Dorian Harewood, who plays the older, you know, there's three pairs yeah, of yeah. actors playing the couple. They're the older couple. They have very rich parts. He was also big on Broadway, like in the '70s and '80s. So I, I love when people sort of come back. Um, the whole cast of The Outsiders is exciting. I'm curious about Rob Madge. I don't know much about them. I, yeah. you know, very curious. About my son's a queer, but what can you do? You can't forget the subtitle, by the way. Right, right, right. Um, I know that the whole world is excited about Jeremy Strong, but I'm not personally very, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not standing in line. I mean, but, but, you know, Ibsen, (laughs) an Ibsen play. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's going to be great, but he's a handful, isn't he, when you read interviews with them? Yes, yes. And I'm like, okay. And that's like, yeah, like you have this old play. And you're like, I mean, I, I think that play's played on Broadway a few times. I may have seen it. I think when that theater club did it, maybe 15 yeah. years ago. I yes, think I saw I it. Saw it. I and saw I remember it. saying, oh, this is a kind of great play, which is, t- I always feel like it's timely. So yeah. Unfortunately, you know, so I feel like because um, of the plot. Well, and Amy so, Herzog is writing the adaptation. So it might right. be a fresh take on it. So right. I'd be totally. curious to see that. And, and we're I, over to add like, uh, Tyne Daly all the way. Well, I was gonna say that right, the right. cast of Doubt, all four of those roles, I know. like they they all got Tony nominations originally. They all got Oscar nominations. Like, yes. all four of those roles are juicy. So that's that's definitely exciting. And too. and to, and to add to some of these names too, I think I'm very excited for Joy Woods in the Notebook because I love her yeah. and I think this is like her moment. I also yeah. think. Um, Kelly and Brian and Daisy Wine. I know you just interviewed They're so them. good. They're, so I, good. I, 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 we haven't seen the ever going to try to go next week, but I'm, I love, the, the movie is tragic. It's like so oh my sad. God. And it's, yeah. I, we just saw the movie recently. I'm like, oh my God. And so like now these two stars, I mean. I, I found it. I, I haven't seen it on Broadway yet, but I saw it at the Atlantic Theater and I found it really like challenging to watch. Like I really, like they really, just like the movie, like they really captured that. It made me really uncomfortable. And they're, but they're both like, you know, career high performances. Like, so you, you, when you look at like Tony Award races, which that's all I do, 
Right. I'm like, oh my God, like even they, they both have a shot too. Even in this mix of like all, there's 13 new musicals right now, you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. There's so many new musicals. And it's also funny because talking about like the landscape, I'm always like, because Lincoln Center usually does that big, splashy, like golden age revival and they're doing the Uncle Vanya. I know that's not till later, but I'm like, oh, a lot of the revi- revivals in general are like, I'm seeing trends. You're talking about trends. I'm seeing trends of like not the oldest show in history being revived. We're seeing like The Wiz and The Who's Tommy and some of these shows that are like even merrily, right? That are like from like not that long ago. So the yeah. revival trend has changed so much too, other than like when we had Camelot last year or we'll get in Cabaret this spring. That's uh, an old show too, but I'm noticing shifts in what is old for a revival too. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's very. Um, I, I had one last thing for yeah. the stunt casting. And I know this is off topic because it's not a new show, but what do you think of the Sutton Foster Aaron to be uh, stunt casting for Sweeney Todd since it's happening during this time? Oh, well, okay. it's, um, it's Aaron Tave. I don't want anyone to come <laughs> after you. They, they will. They, and the way, and the way to remember that, the way to remember that is that his fans call themselves Tevater Tots. Uh, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> Add it to the list. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited. I mean, look, it's. I'm excited to see it. Look, I love both of them. I've known them both forever. I've seen them do so many different things through the years. Uh, it's not like my favorite production of Sweeney Todd, so I'm excited to like see it again with different blood in there and like i'm yeah i'm really excited to see them soon yeah. right a couple but weeks soon and also and then speaking of Sutton too not this is more off broadway this winter but this once upon a mattress at city center yeah. is like star studded and yeah. you don't ever hear that show being done any lately but so. by the way i'm really excited about jelly's last jam which is the oh, next yeah. musical they're doing that's totally. a really underappreciated musical from the 90s that's totally. that really deserves another look so i'm excited about that and city center always does i always am impressed with their their line and titanic i know that's not till later but um i mean and i love 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 that show too so yeah. city center always hits some good things um talking about trends and themes what are we feeling about in terms of just maybe some highlights of underrepresented voices for us perspective is inclusivity social issues when we see these shows and we see what they're doing with someone what do we think about some of those well i mean casting has uh, you know casting is sort of i think broadway has always done a good job of being very diverse in in the people on stage um and i think that it's just become more of the the baseline of how we how we see these shows. So, like you know, when you look at a show like The Outsiders, which is v- about a very specific social group in Oklahoma in the '60s of these basically you know poor white guys in the '60s, but we're seeing um, diverse representation in the storytelling behind the stage and on stage and. I feel like that's kind of always happened, but, um, and I think Broadway audiences have always been really open for it and here for it, but we're not seeing much this spring, um, you know, beyond Rob Madge, my son's a queer, what's the subtitle? Oh, um, um, I already forgot it. Or what can you do? But what can you do? But what can you do? 
Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally I, writing it down right now. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, you know, that title, gonna, that, in 10 minutes. <laughs> that title, actually, it just seems so like basic, doesn't it? It seems so like 101, but right. then you have to remember like, okay, it's Broadway. It's still a big, it's still a big outlet to have a one person queer show out there. So obviously that's great representation. You know, we're, I, I'm not seeing on this specific batch m much more representation in terms of like, you know, unique voices or unique stories from other cultures. I mean, if you look at this specific batch, um, but I but I think that Broadway, you know, I like I said, I think Broadway has done, you know, when those conversations were all starting in 2020, I remember thinking, well, Broadway isn't necessarily the first place we all have to uh, fix. Um, you know what I mean? The, the stories are out there and, and the creative teams have definitely become more diverse in, in, the, in the last few years. And that's basically what the, what the number one complaint was, that the produce, from the producing side and, and the creative side and even stage managers and dressers and faces backstage, and I know that a lot of work has happened in the industry to do that, but that's not necessarily obvious to people sitting in the seats watching their shows. Yeah. So we always like to talk about the creative teams too. Yeah. We're like discussing a show because we can talk about it on a surface level, but there's so much more that goes into a show that I think and, people and, forget about. And I think speaking of like the creative teams, I'm someone who I open that playbill and I look at the creative teams. And when I see, and this is, I'm not putting down anybody who has worked their whole career in this industry and continues to get work and especially continues to get Tony awards and Tony nominations in their design. But when I see a season and I see like that one set designer designed six sets or that one lighting designer lit five of the eight, eight shows in one month. I mean, sometimes it's like that high like they're busy, they're making money. That's great. But also like there is room for other people. So some of these things I've been open. I'm like, I don't know this set designer. I don't know this costume designer. This is great. And I'm reading yeah. up with them. And then their bios are like crazy great. Yeah. And then I see what they're putting on the stage. And I'm like, let's make room for more at the yes. table. You know? Well, and I, and if, actually, I think if you look at the notebook, notebook is really interesting because obviously it's these characters, Ali and Noah, and it's Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in the movie. Right. But the way that they've chosen to tell that story. And by the way, they were telling it this way before 2020, because I saw a reading of it. Okay. before 2020 and it's three different pairs of couples and the race changes through it's not about the race of the character um so i think that's 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 an exciting um moment for audiences to embrace things like that you have to give credit to to the um the sort of rainbow experience of that and then and then even on the creative side you know michael greif had been involved with it for a very long time but now shelly williams is a co-director and then she also has the whiz, which is fabulous. I've already seen it twice. Oh, so yeah. she's having a she's having a big moment. Um, so so there there is there's been a lot of uh, attention paid to these conversations and to actually making making moves on Broadway. Totally, totally, totally. We'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's jump back into things. And and then when we also, another trend becomes the movie to musical. When you have Days of Wine and Roses, when you have The Outsiders, even things that I've already opened, like Back to the Future and some of these things, I, I do feel like when we talk about trends, we're all... I always say to Jeff, we're always going to, I personally think we're always going to have something. We're always going to have, I feel like every year that's a Sondheim or Learner and Lower Roger Hammerstein show, every, or Kurt Cantor and Ab, like you're always going to have one of those. Like you're always going to have a movie to musical. You're always going to have this like edgy, dark, new thing. Like, and I feel like it every year is a little bit of like, a, okay, we'll see what comes this year. I can't, it's hard to predict. And it's, and it's also hard to look at this list and say, that'll close early. That'll last 10 years. That'll have a different cast by June. I don't know. It's it's so like, I don't really know this year, you know? And we're always going to have a new cabaret. Add that to your list. Oh, and- yes. Yes, we will. And I always say cabaret and fiddler. I'm waiting. When's the next fiddler on the roof? Because I love Any that. minute. Any minute. I, 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 <laughs> uh, I love that. I love it. I love it. Uh, for, uh, is there anything off Broadway that is interesting to you this kind of season that's coming? Um. Yes, the connectors. That's what it's called. The Jason Robert mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, music. J- Jonathan Mark Sherman wrote it with him. That has a great cast. I'm excited about that. It's sort of set in the world of journalism. Um, oh Mary, Cola Scolas. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. He's uh, he says it's the story of Mary Todd Lincoln through the lens of an idiot being him. Um, <laughs> that that sounds ridiculous um <laughs> and then the musical that's been kicking around for a while that i wanted to bring up is teeth yeah oh yes yeah. based on the movie about the the woman whose vagina grows teeth uh that is a musical now and yeah. it's been they've been working on it for a while and michael r jackson is involved with it and so that's finally happening at playwrights horizon so yeah i mean there's interesting things happening yeah, when, I, when we were looking through all the off-Broadway stuff, I was like saying to Richie, I was like, wait, do you know, did you know that this was coming, this tea? <laughs> right. And I'm like, whoa, this sounds crazy, and I can't wait to see something and how they're going to do it like that on stage. Because even like, just like horror and like gore and stuff doesn't yeah. always translate well I know. Uh, to the stage as we've seen in the past. So I'm excited for that. Well, everyone's always looking for the next little shop of horrors, right? Right, right, right. And I also, to add, I mean, other than we already talked earlier about this whole city center season, I kind of count that as off-Broadway, and I feel like that's all really great stuff. But also, like, this is going to sound so random, but that this Mark Summers slime show? Thing, yeah, yeah, that, that's I, I been kinda, around, yeah. I, I'm excited about that because I was such a, like, Nickelodeon kid, so, yeah, like, yeah. to see that and now to see him come and be live and, like, do that, I'm like, okay. And, and Alex... Brightman wrote it. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, it's like he's in it. It's like half autobiographical, but it looks like it's also half game show. So I feel like that's kind of cool. And um, I don't know. We'll see. You know, yeah. New World Steve is always has cool stuff there. So, um, well, we are getting ready to kind of wrap up here in these last couple of minutes. I just want to kind of wrap all of what we've talked about for the winter 
a lot of people always say, oh, after Christmas, but before April, bro is dead. And it's like so hard to have had this 20 something minute conversation and now realize dead what? Like and we haven't even like, talked about some things. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. And then spring coming. So what's like, just what are your final thoughts on the next three months? How does that impact April, May, June? What are your kind of thoughts in general? Oh my God. I think that this, like I said, this is a hot season. I can't wait to see how this all plays out. <laughs> because I feel like some shows are just sort of like coming in a little earlier. There used to be this logic that you had to open right in April, right before, you know, that became a thing after the whole famous nine versus dream girls year, that yes, became the thing yes. to open late. And I feel like people are starting to go back on that a little bit. And at the end of the day, when it comes to like the Tony awards, I think merrily we roll along is going to be sort of the default choice in many categories because sure. it's a hit. People love it. And so all of these shows in a lot of ways, have to top merrily roll along not not for best musical obviously but all the acting categories and director and you know i i feel like there's going to be a lot of energy towards merrily um and you know we didn't even talk about plays but there have been a lot of great plays that this year as well yeah, um totally totally and i feel like um and then you have pearly pearly yeah. yeah oh my god amazing yeah right that's going so strong. I think, and then even some of the stuff like the revival plays, like Doubt, but it, we just saw Prayer for, for the French Republic last week and loved that. And so there's some really cool stuff in the play world too. And then the Uncle Vanya, like I said earlier, come to re retelling of that. So and Carrie yeah. Young's probably going to win a Tony, right? Carrie Young for Pearly, so good. Yeah, Definitely yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yes. Well, what's uh, interesting though is when we look at it from everything that's open, kind of in this Broadway season though, from like summer to fall, not much really lasted and now we have all of these shows opening up you know right towards the end of march and, and then we're gonna have what is it eight more shows opening up in april yeah. and, 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 and 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 i was gonna say what's like also what, yeah like what's gonna happen there right and, and what's also interesting is what a lot of like so like what when a couple of weeks ago it was announced that like nicole scherzinger is coming with sunset next year i have a lot of family and friends that are that are like oh, are you gonna get tickets let's go let's go i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa that's like October, like that's like so down the road and i'm like i have like 40 shows to see before that, but like sure and so everyone's like but i want to see that so everyone's already like now well next there, year like there are rumors that it might slip in before the tonys if something else closes but i don't know that that's a smart idea there's there's too much, too much. competition she deserves her she deserves her own tony award apart yeah. from all these other divas oh Although yeah right are... But when we're already hearing the rumors for next season, she's already going to be going up against others. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the whole thing. I, I that's the whole her, thing. No, I know. Um, and you know what? We also, we shouldn't forget, Once Upon a One More Time might just sweep the Tony Awards. You never know. It's Broadway. It's showbiz. You never, never. I wanted it And I actually <laughs> liked that. I thought it was fun. fun but I mean, listen. Um, no, actually, what I really thought was going to do better was Here Lies Love. And I'm shocked that it's like gone. I know. I and know. Like that was what I was, you know, picking yep. for head of the Tonys, and now I'm like, okay, maybe not. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what gets those four or five best musical slots this yeah. year. It's going to be uh, yeah. really interesting. And there's and, and there's always snubs, but there's going to be something about snubs this year that are, even like the Spamalot revival. I keep forgetting we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Like that's a whole thing, yeah. and that's pushing through the winter because I was always like, I was looking at some of the grosses and some things like oh, that might close soon. That might and like there's things like now we're halfway through January and things are kind of just pushing through. So maybe people are really trying to hold out until Tony's and stay open, you know? So, yeah. Um, 
This was amazing, Paul. We have to wrap up, but I we need to have you back at some point to keep talking about all the wonderful things. You um, guys do you guys do great work. So keep up the good work. I, I love you. it. I love your positive I, voices and your energy. It's fabulous. Thank you. We greatly appreciate that. Where can people find you on social media and follow you and your work and what you're doing? Just Paul Wontorek, spell out my name, W-O-N-T-O-R-E-K. I, I try to I try to keep active. I love it. Love it. And you're going to be so busy now with all these shows coming. Up. And then and then I'm on a TV show called The Broadway Show. It's hosted oh. by Tamsin Fidal. It's on every it's on in 140 markets every year. I mean, every week. And in New York City, it's on PIX11 every Sunday. So and that's all on social as well. So and I'm on Broadway.com still. Broadway. Always. Broadway. Always. Broadway. Love it. We're going to share all well, these th details about Paul in the description as well. So you can follow along with Paul at Broadway.com. And we hope you enjoyed our conversation. So thanks so much for joining us today, Paul. We appreciate it. Thanks, yes, guys. Thank you. thank you to all our listeners. If you have suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. And you can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. So getting ready to sign off for now, I'm Richie saying ta-ta. And I'm Jeff. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org because only together we rise.